Welcome back to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. For this episode, I'm joined by Overland Expo's Lindsay Hubley, the SVP of Consumer Events at Emerald X. Lindsay and her team host the Overland Expo, a nationwide series of gatherings that celebrates the growing overlanding industry. During our conversation, we'll talk about the growing popularity of overlanding, how shops can capitalize on the industry's growth, support from around the aftermarket, and a lot more. But first, let's hear from this episode's sponsor, Randy's Worldwide. Thank you for listening to In Gear with Randy's Worldwide. As a leader in aftermarket drivetrain performance, Randy's has what you need to upgrade, repair, and restore vehicles back to 1948. Shop the brands of Carly Suspension, Icon Vehicle Dynamics, Yukon Gear and Axle, Dynatrack, USA Standard Gear, some Broda drivetrain, and more. Trust Randy's for the largest inventory of parts and the best in technical support. Find us on the web at randysworldwide.com. Well, I'm here with Lindsay Hubley, the SVP of Consumer Events for Emerald X, uh, which puts on the Overland Expo event series. Uh, Lindsay, first off, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much, AJ. We're really happy to be on the network today. Awesome. Well, I just want to start out by asking you what the Overland Expo is. Oh my gosh, what is Overland Expo? <laughs> oh. Well, I would say that Overland Expo, um, in its most like bare form, is the is the largest gathering of Overland enthusiasts in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all people that um, are interested in self reliant travel to remote destinations, mm-hmm. where the journey is the principal goal of the entire trip. So. Mm-hmm. They are all um, avid overlanders and um, and avid outdoor recreationists, and um, and they come together four times a year to to celebrate that uh, culture and that community. Yeah. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about the growth of the overlanding market in the last couple of years and the Overland Expo in particular? Because I mean, if you're involved in the aftermarket industry at all, I think in the last couple of years you can tell that this is kind of an area that's, for lack of a better word, exploding. Yes. Well, um, yeah. And we just finished, we're, we're getting ready to start our May season, um, our, mm-hmm. our expo season here kicking off in May. Um, so we finished the 2022 year very strong. Um, we, um, really since we bought the company at the end of 2018 and all the way through 2022, um, Overland Expo has seen, you know, 20% year over year growth, um, oh every year. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's been really interesting, we've also, when we bought the Overland series, originally there were two shows. There was the West event that happened in Flagstaff and the East mm-hmm. event that happened on the East coast. Um, and uh, at the time it was happening in North Carolina, we moved it to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during that time period, the last four years, we've been able to syndicate that into the Pacific Northwest um, in Bend, Oregon, and then um, also into Colorado, into uh, Loveland, Colorado. So mm-hmm. the market has obviously grown that much that we were able to make those um, make those investments and and make those syndications happen. So it's uh, it's definitely um, been growing overall. But um, the other thing that we launched in 2020, um, really due to COVID and being able to um, connect our enthusiasts 
uh, when we couldn't host events in 2020 mm -hmm. was our digital content channel, The Compass. And mm -hmm. we've actually seen 30% um, audience year over year wow. growth um, from when we launched in 2020 um, until uh, today um, in, 20, in 2023. Oh, wow, man. Um, so what do you think is driving that growth? I mean, what do you attribute that to? I would say that the majority of um, of the growth is just, you know, is just the interest in and in, um, exploring the outdoors and outdoor recreation and and this whole thought of the fact that you can now use your you know what you originally maybe was an off road vehicle for you is now become this like you know weekend warrior weekend camping opportunity um, mm -hmm. or even an international traveling vehicle. Um, that, you know, becomes semi your home for, you know, two or three weeks at a time. Um, what do you think it is about that that's connected with so many people lately? You know, in, in, 20, in, in 2019, and then even more so in 2020, mm -hmm. um, there was this giant surge in people really just getting outside. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the remote vehicle and camping aspect of what the Overland community represents, um, it just gives you a unique opportunity and a unique way to get to very off the grid destinations. So whereas you might have driven to a trailhead or you might be able to have, you know, driven to, you know, a place where you mountain bike or, or camp, this allows you to reach farther in. And if you look at the majority of public land in, um, in the United States, you know, there's a lot of people that before overlanding really became a thing, um, they were really regulated to just going into parks, you know, um, not as deep as they could. Mm -hmm. and, and now you can go out and you can stay in the desert for, you know, days and weeks at a time with mm -hmm. your overland vehicle. So it's really presented a great opportunity. Um, and on top of that, you can go places where the traditional, you know, bigger RV or fifth wheel or, you know, traditional kind of camping setup um, besides, you know, a walk-in tent type of situation, mm -hmm. you, it's way more accessible to you today. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about the growing support from across the industry and especially organizations like SEMA? I know they've, last couple of years, it probably started 2019, I think. Um, yeah. They brought in the Overland uh, section of the show. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. how, how has that helped you guys out? I mean, what, how do you think that's helped the industry as a whole? Well, I think it's been, um, I mean, it's been great overall because you do have, you know, you have big associations like SEMA, um, mm -hmm. the Outdoor Industry Association. Um, you have all of these big um, associations that are now recognizing Overland as an actual category that they can not only provide, you know, marketplace data for, but also, you know, assistance to those retailers and manufacturers that are um, members of that association. Um, even the RVIA has addressed overlanding um, with kind of the smaller, especially um, the van life type audience. Mm -hmm. You're seeing a lot of um, those folks kind of pivot towards the RVIA. So with all of those associations really kind of looking at overlanding as a, a you know, a legit category, mm -hmm. um, it certainly has helped. Um, it's helped further, you know, the opportunities for people to get involved in the, in the overall community for sure. Sure. Um, one of the things I think that SEMA has been um, interesting in, in how they've developed is the fact that, you know, when we're talking about like actual parts and um, developing product that are going to go onto these vehicles, mm -hmm. SEMA um, facilitated some really good opportunities with SEMA Data Co-op and some other things where people understand, you know, how the market, 
um, you know, we'll use the, we use the vehicle to overland and then also what parts are needed to be developed. Sure. Um, speaking about specific parts and, and the industry participation, um, do you feel like there's a, a growth in terms of products available too lately? Oh, I would say so. Um, you know, going back to some of the stats on Overland Expo alone, mm. uh, you know, in 2019, I think between the two shows, we had some around 700 total exhibitors. Mm -hmm. and today, um, the series will um, will have roughly 1,600 total manufacturers attend. Wow. And so that's, you know, that's everything from, you know, bolt-on products onto the vehicle itself to the actual camping accessories, the mm -hmm. uh, rooftop tents. Um, all of the things that go into, you know, having a, a really legit Overland experience. Sure. Um, are there particular segments that you've noticed that are growing faster than others or um, some new things that are really exciting that you think might take off? Um, you know, some of the things that we've, um, I mean, super hot, 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 hot is, you know, obviously the camping accessories that go on to the vehicles themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, we're seeing a plethora of people um, or manufacturers coming into the market with those types of things. And then on top of that, we're seeing retailers like um, REI um, carrying more traditional off-road accessories. And mm -hmm. um, also the same thing with like backcountry.com. Um, they're actually, they're holding accessories for, um, and selling accessories for you to actually outfit your vehicle. So we have, um, you know, non-traditional kind of aftermarket retailers mm -hmm. getting into the space that are not just automotive retailers. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of retailers, I mean, how do you think shops, uh, cause they're the people listening to this podcast. I mean, how do you think they can capitalize on some of this growth? Well, I think if you're in a traditional off-road shop, um, you know, building an Overland vehicle with some of the capabilities, um, you know, that you would traditionally put into an off-road vehicle, you know, some of the those pretenses are still the same. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, using those, you know, basic knowledges that you already have, and then really just stocking up on and offering some of the other upgrades, like, like the rooftop tent um, upgrades and mm -hmm. like you know, the more, um, necessary, you know, products for the overland industry, um, is going to be really good for the market because it's, you know, the, the, the premise of the overland market really started in, you know, being able to have a, a vehicle capable of, you know, long, you know, long adventure travel. Mm -hmm. And that's rooted in, you know, making sure that you have an off-road capable vehicle. Sure. Um, how do you think shops can get involved in the wider overlanding community? You know, um, there's a lot of different meetups today. Um, mm. you know, we're, we are, we obviously have four shows that we present throughout the year. Um, but mm. there's also a number of different, um, you know, like there's the, um, Overland rally series, the BC Overland rally series that's, um, run by a great group. Um, and those are kind of smaller, intimate gatherings. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for you to reach out to the communities and the communities are very robust today. Um, you know, another, uh, partners, partner of us is, um, Overland International, um, and Expedition Portal. And those folks have been great to work with and they, they, they're great resources. And then also they have, um, awesome forums and, um, other opportunities for people to get involved. 
This week's In Gear is brought to you by Randy's Worldwide. Randy's is the leader in aftermarket drivetrain performance, coast-to-coast distribution centers, in-stock parts, and the best tech support. We're sure to get you what you want when you need it. Shop the best performance brands, including Carly Suspension, Icon Vehicle Dynamics, Yukon Gear and Axle, Dynatrack, and more. Trust Randy's for the largest inventory of parts and the best technical support. Find us on the web at randysworldwide.com. Well, I want to go back to the the Overland Expo itself. I mean, what does a day at the Overland Expo look like if you're, you know, just an enthusiast coming to check it out? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> it depends on what you want to get involved in. So mm-hmm. we host at Overland Expo, we host over 300 hours of programming um, from everything from, you know, best camping equipment to outfit your trip to inspirational content um, in our Around the World Pavilion. We bring in speakers from all over the world to talk about their travels, where you can go. Um, You can also come to the event. You get trained by our training team in the vehicle expedition skills area. Uh, We bring in 30 plus trainers per event and you literally can take your vehicle through the um, courses and they'll give you best tips and techniques. Um, you can take a class on how to properly, um, you know, go through a border crossing. Um, so really people attend a lot for the education. And then of course we have these great community events. Um, you know, we'll have happy hours every night, um, hanging around, hanging out around the campfire. Um, Mm -hmm. and then on top of that, we also have the Overland film festival that, um, provides for, um, a number of different, uh, films from around the world in different, um, all kinds of different, um, you know, uh, adventure travel aspects. So cool. it's definitely an experience and it's chocked full of education, excitement, networking, community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we host a lot of different like community networking events throughout the event in our bivvies where you can meet people that are going to Baja that year or possibly are going to take their rigs overseas. So there's, um, there's definitely a really um, great community vibe that happens at the event. Yeah. I mean, not to get too, too, uh, theoretical or philosophical about this, but I mean, why do you think there is such a strong community, uh, aspect to, to the overlanding just general trend? You know, um, I think that it's, it's a, it's a belonging, right. Mm-hmm. And I, think these are, um, people that all have a genuine shared interest in the outdoors and, Um, And whether that is, you know, going and taking, uh, going across Mongolia, or it's taking, you know, maybe a three to five day trip into, you know, one of the great, you know, areas here in the United States. um, It's all about this journey and it's about Mm -hmm. accomplishment and, um, and what we've seen, especially through the film festival and our inspirational speakers at the events, you know, you meet so many different people that have so many different backgrounds and so many different, um, you know, just from the way that they view the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and Overland Expo, you know, really gives you an opportunity to really experience that because I think this past year we had um, attendees from seven different countries. So you have so many different diverse backgrounds. And and I think it really brings people together and really mm-hmm. their love for the outdoors and and seeing you know, seeing what's out there and exploring. I mean, do you, do you think that's part of the growth is that it's accessible for a wider group of people? I mean, obviously there are yeah. people that can spend 
hundreds of thousand dollars on, you know, crawling rigs and stuff like that. But I mean, do you think just the wider definition of what overlanding is has contributed to that? Well, yes, I definitely think so. I, you know, if you look at even um, some of the um, some of the stats that came out right right after COVID, maybe mm-hmm. 2021, you look at, you know, all the different increases that you see in like year to year sales for camping equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Camping equipment like had produ- like it it increased by like 45%. But again, like traditionally, like a lot of times your campers, like there are certain limitations that those campers, um, those campers, how far they could go into certain areas of, you know, BLM land and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Whereas overlanding really opened it up because it it gave them an opportunity for like the leisure traveler to mm-hmm. explore more. So um, I think that definitely had a big impact on that. Um, and um, yeah, and and on top of that, just you know, the amount of people that are getting in the space. Overall, I think that one of the things that kind of got Overland to explode through 18 through, you know, even today Mm -hmm. is the fact that you're blending, you know, these people that are moving away from, you know, kind of maybe a harder core off road into a more camping off road lifestyle on top of having a giant influx from the outdoor recreation community. Mm -hmm. Once you blend those two, um, you really have growth coming in from multiple ways into the segment. Sure. Um, kind of want to switch gears here a little bit. I mean, I'm assuming this is something that you do that you're excited about personally. I'm an avid outdoor recreationist. Um, I have not been on any very long distance, um, adventure overland travel. So, um, that's on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, but again, you know, the community that comes to Overland Expo, it's everybody from, you know, the weekend warrior to, um, you know, people that have, uh, they've explored multiple different countries. A lot of our training team has been in, they've, they've spent years, um, traveling in their vehicles. So, um, so, you know, it, it rage, you know, it really kind of, it spans the range. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great about Overland Expo is that we provide programming for the entry level person all the way through to, you know, somebody that is more advanced in what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I just wanted to ask you what personally you, uh, find so appealing about the overlanding community. Honestly, I think it's one of the nicest communities that we've ever worked in. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things. Um, I grew up in the automotive aftermarket. Um, okay. you know, my dad was into cars early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we worked in, you know, my sister and I, um, who started the the company, um, we worked with my dad for years and years and years on everything from motorsports events, drag racing. Um, you know, touring events, muscle mm-hmm. car, you name it. We, yeah. we, um, and you know, again, Jessica and I are avid outdoor recreationists. And so, um, this particular project really just spoke to us from a standpoint of, you know, what, you know, again, about all Overland journey, or I'm sorry, Overland, um, travel is about the journey. Mm-hmm. So we liked that aspect of it and, and what we met along the way and the people that we met along the way, um, were absolutely, you know, amazing as people that were interested in helping other overlanders to understand and learn. And, 
Um, and the, the community was very open to embracing us, um, when we came into the segment. So, um, really it's, it's, you know, it's a love for the passion of, you know, outdoor recreation, but at the same time, it's, it's been supported by, you know, the community that's inside of the events. Awesome. Well, before we sign off here, I just want to give you the opportunity to, uh, share us or share with us a little bit about, uh, the Overland Expo's upcoming schedule. Yes. So um, we will host four events this year. The first one will kick off um, mid-May in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, Our second event will be in the Pacific Northwest in Bend, Oregon. Um, That'll happen in uh, July. And then we move into Colorado, right outside of Denver um, in Loveland, Colorado at the end of August. And then finally, um, we we end our season in the East Coast um, in Virginia. And that happens the 1st of October. So um, the whole schedule is available on overlandexpo.com. So you should check it out. Um, And also check out the Overland Expo uh, Compass um, for all kinds of tips and tricks and gear essentials um, and inspirational content. Awesome. Well, that was great. Lindsay, thanks for coming on the show. You got it. Thanks so much, AJ. Thanks again to Lindsay for joining the show. If you want to learn more about Overland Expo or plan a visit to one of their events, you can find them online at overlandexpo.com. Also, thank you to Randy's Worldwide for sponsoring another episode of In Gear with the Shop. You can learn more about Randy's at randysworldwide.com. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find our full catalog of past episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. That's all I've got for this month, so thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers. Cheers.